You are now tuning in to the Own the Build podcast. Join Sealing's very own Paul Hemming, where each week he interviews experts from the world of construction and asks all the important questions around intelligent construction management. Hello, and welcome to episode 71 of Own the Build with me Paul Hemming. Thank you to everyone who continues to leave us a lovely review on Apple. I wholeheartedly appreciate it. I would love it if people could keep on doing it for us if you haven't already. It takes 30 seconds. Come on, I'll forever be your mate if you do. The title of today's show, I'm really looking forward to this one. Smiling from ear to ear really about this one. It's called Bringing Home the Bacon, How to Self-Build. Today we're joined by the CEO Unboxed Homes, Gus Sogolovich. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Oh, I'm getting a thumbs up. I have. Brilliant. That's item number one checked. Like I say, I'm really looking forward to this show. Who doesn't want to learn about self-build, how how you can self-build, different ways of self-build, and I'm really excited to welcome you to the show today. Gus, how are you doing? Good. Thanks, Paul. Thank you for having me on. My The pleasure is all mine, Gus, and you know, I feel bad that it's a lovely day today, and you know, you said you're going to go and walk your dog. I've got a dog. I'm going to go and walk my dog probably shortly after this. What dog do you have? I've got a, uh, it's a miniature Labradoodle. So a, 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 a Labrador. Labradoodle. Pro- yeah. A, a, How a miniature lab- is miniature? Miniature is, is sort of half the size of a Labradoodle. It's sort of a bit, a bit like a sort of Springer Spaniel size, a bit smaller than that. Nice. Than that. No, lovely, I lovely. I've seen one or maybe I have. I'm sure you have. <laughs> excellent well i've got a king charles cavalier spaniel who's probably a little bit smaller than yours but he uh he's got lots of energy and he's lovely. probably desperate to go for a walk right now and it is a lovely day <laughs> so looking forward to that but welcome to the show talk to us about first and foremost who you are and then let's talk about your business sure so my name is gus Sigolovich, so you got that one right yes. and um what I do is I run a company called Unboxed Homes, and we are specialists in self-build and custom build. I also sit on the executive of the National Self-Build and Custom Build Association and on various other task force related to your right to build and, and some uh, task force in terms of steering committees with government. Is it fair to say that you like self-build and custom build? <laughs> I think it would be fair to say I'm very much committed to the sector. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's what we like. We like commitment. And so so you're an architect, a designer by qualification, experience? No, I'm not an architect. Okay. Or I, I work with architects. I have, My father is an architect. And so I think I have a architecture by blood or by osmosis. Um, design runs deep in the philosophy. And actually, I mean, it's interesting. You, 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 you know, preempting your, your question about why, why I do what I do. Why am I so interested and passionate and committed to the cause of self-build and custom build? So... The, the reason being is that I'm actually dedicated to the construction of really great homes. And having been started my career in, first of all, doing refurbishments for other people and then doing new builds. Uh, As which, a PM or? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I did a sort of, well, I mean, that, that goes back to when I, I sort of bought my first flat and tried to do a, tried to get builders in and that was a disaster. So I then project managed my own loft conversion, then thought, God, maybe I should do this to other people. So I did that for other people for a while. And then I joined my father and we sort of did this new build development company called Solid Space together for a while. And that was really great. And over the years that we were doing that, I felt that there were there were four really important things for me in terms of housing. I think that people when we I think that when we're building housing, we should be thinking about housing that's good for the environment, that is good quality, is good design, and is good value. And when you're doing new build speculative development, it's actually hard to tick all those boxes. In the meantime, I, I, w- I was lucky enough to find a site to build my own house on. And what I observed in my own behavior was when I was given the choice between, do you want to put in double glazing or triple glazing? Do you want to put in 50 mil of insulation or 75 mil of insulation? Every time, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm quite an environmental person anyway, but every time I would push the boundaries of my budget to make it more environmentally friendly. That's because I knew that I spend 10 grand now on better quality windows. That's going to last another 20, 30, 40, 50 years, whatever. On the other hand, at the same time, I was selling new homes. And when I said to these people buying these new homes, is this one's really environmentally friendly or we're going to put solar panels on this? What I didn't get is an ability to for people to pay more they didn't want to pay more for that they love the idea but they didn't want to pay any more just so i am clear as well what is the difference between self-build and custom build or are they the same thing well uh, it's 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 a very very good question because actually there is no industry standard definition to this the way I define it, yeah. Is what's the GUS definition? Yeah, that's, what we, that's definition what we pay the money for. <laughs> exactly. The GUS definition is about risk. Okay. okay. With self-build, you are effectively taking the risk from the very go. You're buying the land. You're building the house. Ultimately, you take the risk on anything and everything. You may, you may, you may be able to source that risk out. You know, you may be may put a contractor on to design build contract, and th- in theory. You've sourced that risk out. You've outsourced the risk. But ultimately, if they go bust, it's back on you. You own it. You do everything. In custom build, a certain element of the process is taken up by a developer who's taking up some of that risk. But you as a customer still have choice. And that's why there's customization in it. So think of self-build and custom build maybe more as a spectrum at one hand, you've got the people who are effectively doing it all. And on the other hand, um, you've got a developer holding your hand some way through the journey. So uh, in a funny kind of way, it's better to think of it as a spectrum than, than, than discrete packages. Because even within self-build, there is a spectrum because you've got the people that actually literally do everything themselves. And, you know, when I was building my own house, I was on some of the sort of self-build forums 
And oh, you know, are you are you a man who plasters, who screeds, who's done everything in his house? <laughs> no, and I and and having done enough building work in my time, I know what I can't do. I know where to pay. You see, the lead first. the lead developer at Sealink, so he's a tech guy, but he is he loves DIY so much. Everything he does himself, and he does it immaculately. But I imagine with self build, he would be like right at the end of the spectrum, saying. I'm going to do every yeah. nut and bolt myself. Exactly. I'm sure. And, and you know, about 10% of the homes delivered through self-build are delivered that way, where people literally do everything. And, you know, they train themselves up to do the plumbing and the electrics and all that kind of stuff. Most people, about 40% of self-builders do sort of act as a sort of project management role. And that's what I did in my house. Custom build is then you sort of take some of the elements of self-build and you you add the developer into the mix and generally custom build then falls into one of three categories either the custom builder has bought a big piece of land right and chopped it up into say 10 plots or 15 plots or whatever brought services in maybe done the road the infrastructure and then you come along and you buy a piece of land with planning right to you know may have outline planning may have detail planning but that's a that's a generally that's what's called the service plot model that's one element of custom build where a custom the, the developer has done that first bit for you the, so you'd, the, there'd be a new there'd be a new build site with 200 new houses on it and 10 of them would be cordoned off or, or one of them would be cordoned off as it's got planning to have a five bed house or whatever on it but then the customization of that house is down to the Bio, is that right? Or? Yeah. So, so I mean, that's again. What's happened is generally you tend to find an entire site, not necessarily a chopped off bit, but the government is actually looking to start creating on these big sites little bits that you do chop off. So we there will you go. get. This to is that. what I'm interested in. Yeah. That is really interesting, isn't it? Well, I, I think it's very interesting for the sector because what we're seeing is is cool yeah in in some of the the local plans and the and 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 some of the kind of the uh the, the planning authorities what they're doing is they're imposing on large large sites and they might be you know 500 unit sites or 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 a thousand unit sites they say we want maybe five percent to be custom built and the reality is that people are still trying to get their head around what that means, what that looks like. So there haven't been any delivered on that basis yet. And so it's very, very early. But this is one way that the government is trying to promote custom build because it really wants custom build to work. Why? Well, good question. Partly because it's about diversification. Partly because they see that when people do use custom build, effectively, again, you're taking some of those things where people are investing more in their home. Because they're investing more in their home or choosing all of these things, they stay much longer in their home. In general, they say that, you know, people stay much longer. They create better communities. How long have you been in your house, Gus? I've now been in my house. Well, we built in 2009. So, yeah, so... 13 years. years all right so you're a good example yeah exactly and you know if we'd probably if we would if we if we'd moved into another home on average people leave at about six or seven years but in general for self-builder custom build people stay in there for 20 years 25 years so i've still got a long way to go <laughs> <laughs> my, my biggest problem is we built this we built this when i only had one child and now we have four so we're sort of slightly Crikey. bursting at the seams <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, so so we're now we're now trying to see whether or not we can uh, we can we can make it bigger somehow and extend it somehow. 
So going back to the kind of, you know, the, the, why is the government supporting this as an industry? Because the reasons I sort of started spelling out earlier, really, they see that custom build and self-build creates better quality homes. It creates homes that people want for themselves because they basically had a say in what it is. It creates more environmentally friendly homes. And it creates diversification because, you know, you get a different a different look. It's not just, you know, the same old kind of cookie cutter stuff that you get on the, on the big housing estates. Yeah, I read a um, quite alarming statistic on your website, actually, which was that 70% of our houses are delivered by just seven companies. I almost couldn't quite wrap my head around that. It, it's crazy, isn't it? And that's, that's a massive change. And, you know, w- before we think that that's normal, we are the complete outlier in Europe. So in, in Europe and in Australia and in America, self-build and custom build is completely normal. So, for example, in, you know, if you look at the average across all of those other other questions, all of those other places, there's about 45 to 50 percent of new homes are delivered via self-build or custom build. In this country, in England, it's about seven or eight percent. Crazy, isn't it? Well, I know from my partner, she is Italian and her family home is a custom built house by her dad who's an engineer and it's absolutely amazing and uh, so I have personal experience of that it's a really interesting conversation Gus I want to talk to you a bit more now about like the statistics and stuff around it but let's have a quick break right here hello it's me again I wanted to share a quick story with you on why I co-founded Sealink with my best mate Chris Chris and I we're both QSs, and this is going to sound sad, but one night we were sat in the pub talking about subcontract tendering, and we realised the industry had a problem. Number one, procurement was too paper-based. Number two, it was too time-consuming, and every QS had their own unique way of doing things. And number three, perhaps most importantly, if you want to competitively tender, you need to know hundreds of the best subcontractors. We simply didn't. That's why we created C-Link, It's software to solve subcontract tendering. We wanted to remove these challenges and help the industry get better. So if you, or someone you know, tenders with subcontractors, you've got to see our software. Head over to our link, www.get.c-link.com forward slash podcast to find out more. I will include it in the description box. So again, there's no excuses. Now, let's get right back to the show. So I talked about your website being filled with some alarming statistics. I talked about one, actually. There's a few other ones that blew my mind, to be honest with you. So going back to number one, 70% of the UK's houses are delivered by seven companies. Crazy. 76% of people would never buy a new build home. That one I find even more crazy in the context of the statistic before. But again, kind of makes sense. And then 94%, that is 94% of housing is designed without an architect. I mean, the mind, quite simply, just, it doesn't boggle. I need another word to describe what it does. But those statistics, let's talk about them and how they, because that's on, on like the front of your website, 
how that then frames the passion that you have for your business? Well, I, I think that the, what we live in is a society where we have been trying to cut the cost of housing and we do that by effectively creating the equivalent to a ready meal. Okay, so you think of uh, a, a, a national supermarket of your choice and you go walk down the ready meal section and you buy a lasagna for maybe... Well, you, you've got to be careful now because I live with an Italian woman. I do not buy ready meals. It's exactly. definitely not lasagna. <laughs> so, well, this is the point because you pick that lasagna up and it might be £2, £2.50. How can they possibly... Build, do something of high quality and produce all the packaging, all the stuff for two pound fifty. Because you think how much, how Freeze much should it, that actually cetera, go? Yeah. And all Freeze that sort of stuff. The way they do it is they produce these things in vast quantity without, you know, a, a, a effectively they don't look at the ingredients and all that sort of stuff. So when your wife cooks a lasagna, you know, she it takes eight. I mean, my wife's Girlfriend. Italian as well. Now so I get know that, careful. Get sorry, care. sorry, girlfriend. <laughs> so my wife's Italian and I know how long it takes to cook a proper lasagna. Oh, I thought you were going right? to say, you know, how painful it is to be married to an Italian woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough for the podcast. Uh, <laughs> So think of that in terms of housing. What these, what the house builders are amazing at doing is creating a model that effectively is the same as the ready meal. Production line mentality, isn't it? It's yeah. a production line mentality. I remember having a conversation with one of the CEOs of, of, of one of these big volume house builders, and he was telling me that it took – he was incredibly proud of a, a design variation because it took and, – and he said it took six months – but we introduced a step into our design. What do you mean a step? A step, like literally, you know, a step, okay. a, a, a step to step in because there, there, was one, there wasn't one before and now there was one. And that took six months and that was it. That was the design iteration. The point is that they work on a model, which is think about that kind of, you know, that Henry Ford, you can have any color you like as long as it's black. We've talked about it on we've talked about it on this podcast. I've actually hosted a couple of webinars talking about it recently. I've got a, tomorrow. I'm going to an event where I'm talking about house builders and their production line mentality. Yeah. effectively. So it completely and resonates. So they don't need an architect because what does an architect bring into into your housing? All the architect does is that they try to introduce context and they try to introduce design and they try to introduce a finessing flavor almost flavor a flavor right they say i, I you know take they take your lasagna and say no it needs a bit more basil right? <laughs> or no yeah. it needs a little bit more bechamel or whatever it happens to be okay so that's what they don't want they want absolute certainty around and and, and you have to kind of applaud them for that because they've gotten a very impressive but it doesn't make for a society, it makes for a poor outcome. It makes for a very good individual outcome for those house builders, but it makes for a very poor outcome for society. And if you've seen, there's a very interesting graph of persimmon and looking at their house building costs, how much they paid for land and what what's happened to the house prices. Effectively, the, the, effectively, the cost over the last 10, 15 years has pretty much been the same. The land has pretty much been the same. And all that's happened is prices have gone up 
generally through help to help to buy and their profit margin has just gone higher and higher and higher now that profit margin doesn't mean that you get a better house it just goes into their pocket so yeah into the ceo's pocket into the ceo's pocket exactly so the reason i am such an advocate for self-build and custom build is that a customizing or having a say in this in in your home seems like such a no-brainer right you know when you when you know we all have a phone in our pocket but what's the first thing we do we download the apps we want we don't you know we don't kind of stick with what they give us you know we can customize everything around us we can customize our shoes you know you customize coke bottles even you know i've seen you can customize toblerones don't get don't get uma the producer started on customized shoes he is all over them The point is we're all individuals we should we sort of and we all have a different taste but rather than going to the kind of the if you like the lowest common denominator we should be given an an opportunity to express ourselves and that's in the design and if we are particularly kind of favor for environmental we should be able to do that or if we want a bigger house then we should do that and that's the point about sort of encouraging more self-build and custom build because effectively people stay for longer because they can they can go okay well you know this is what i want and i still absolutely love the house i i designed and lived in now you know literally everything is absolutely brilliant apart from maybe i didn't quite plan for so many children Not enough. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, th- the thing that i struggle with on this topic so i live in a household where i am a quantity surveyor my partner she is a architect turned project manager for us i believe we have the skill set required to deliver self or custom build and for many people listening they will think yeah i think i could do that i know how to deliver a project i still don't know where i would even begin to get started gus and i guess that's where you come in with your expertise so that's what i'm interested to learn about yeah i mean this is this is the journey that i've been on for 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 many years now and so our model is is basically in some places, you can't just buy a plot of land and build a house because the, 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 the land is, is very difficult and generally in cities. So one of our projects is recently, we're just recently finishing now, is down in Peckham. It's in central London for those of you know, those people on your podcast that don't know. Um, it's very urban. It's incredibly urban. And, and, and you can't build five detached houses in the centre of Peckham. So what we did there is we built a mixture of houses and flats. But in order to give people choice, we effectively built the outside to shell and core and we did nothing on the inside. So as soon as someone would open their front door, there's no first fix, second fix. There's no the only thing there is is structure. Okay, so you can walk around it and there's some temporary builder stairs, but there's nothing else. So what what that's done is that's enabled our purchasers to effectively take a a blank canvas as a shell, but still have a huge amount of intervention in what they can design and how they do it. Which is incredible. And that sounds amazing. And one thing which, when we spoke before today's recording, that was a bit of a penny drop moment for me. I had no idea existed. So that sounds great. I I want to do a bit of self-build. I don't want to necessarily do the whole thing. I want to customise the fit out, let's say. How am I ever going to be able to afford to do that? But you mentioned that there is actually self-build, custom-build mortgages that are now available to people, which 
if if anyone is like me, just hearing that, they will think, crikey, I did not know that was an option. That's right. So actually, there has been self-built mortgages for a long time because, you know, people have been self-building for, 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 for years, you know. For, I've just clearly um, been hiding under a rock, not listening or paying yeah, attention. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're, not, they're not that common. You know, they, they are definitely... So let's say, for sake of argument, there are about 300 lenders in the main mortgage market. About 30 to 40 do self-build and customers. So it's, you know, 10 to 15% of the market. So so unless that unless you had an absolute, you know, clear requirement to do one, there would be no reason why you would, you know. But generally these these are the building societies. And I'm not sure if you're aware of how building societies started. Do you know how they did that? Ish, but please do tell. It's a bit of a tangent. But back, I believe it was something <laughs> like 1753, but don't quote me on that. There was a there was a um a pub i think it was cool so called like the golden lion in birmingham and what i knew it was is, birmingham i should have said because that's yeah, where i'm from and, Come I, on. And, I th- and i think it was uh, it was about seven or eight people and they gathered around and said look we can't we can't build a house we can't get these you know we can't do anything they all put their money in a hat effectively and formed the first building society that money then went to pay the first person's house and they drew it out of a out of a hat or something and said they built john's um they built effectively john's john's house and then once john's house was built they then mortgaged that as security to build jill's house and then they did the same again until all seven houses were built and then they dissolve the building society. So a building society is traditionally very involved in people building their own homes. It's been, but obviously it's grown to be a, a bigger model now. So this has been around as a concept for a long time. The big interesting innovation that's coming through, and we don't quite know when, but it's coming through imminently, is um, this thing called help to build. Now you're very well aware, I'm sure, of help to buy mortgages where effectively you don't need to raise as much money and the government's going to put some money in now they've been really trying to find out ways how to do that within the kind of self-build and custom build market and that they've come up with this thing called help to build which is effectively you have to put in less the government give you some money you might only need to find five percent deposit you you don't quite need as much money as you would do otherwise and we're hoping that this will <laughs> that'll be big for your business page. Gus. <laughs> it should be good for my business um once it's launched hopefully it gets launched sooner rather than later and hopefully it puts us on more of an even key, even keel with if you like new build development and and so you know that it, that's that's how you finance it that the help to build element particularly if there is some kind of subsidy from the government or some kind of support from the government <clears throat> in the same way that you have help to buy i can just imagine there's lots of people now because it's making me think god that is a a real incentive to actually have that custom home you can see that must be why you have the passion and the excitement for your business and think that it could be something that can really scale because that was one question I, i had about custom build is business generally tries to grow with scale the house builders being the prime example we've just talked about that Custom build feels to me like, how do you scale that? Or do you not want to scale it? Well, then, I mean, as I mentioned before, think you've got to think of us as the anomaly rather than the rule. Okay, in Europe, in Germany, as I said, there's something like 40 to 50% of new homes are delivered through self-build and custom build, right? So of the, I, I mean, last time I looked, it was something like 200,000 homes are being built in Germany each year. 
nearly 100,000 homes are being delivered through self-built and custom-built. Now, there's no, there's nothing stopping the scale. Um, it's just about, if you like, trust and understanding. And, and, and what I say to people is I say to people, when, when did you download WhatsApp for the first time? You probably don't remember, but I remember when I did it. I, I downloaded it in 2013, right? And it'd been around by that stage maybe three or four years. It was, I think at the time I downloaded it, I think I had to pay actually to download it. It was maybe in 50p, right, for the yeah, year. Yeah. I think it was um, 79 pence or something crazy. Yeah, it's probably it, yeah. a 79 or a 49 yeah. or something. That's really, um, and I remember saying to people, you know, why why don't you download this? And they, they're saying, well, what's wrong with text? And actually now you go, you know, if you think about the advantages of WhatsApp over your standard old-fashioned text, you know, send you know, pictures for free, um, you can send voice things on it, you can set all of those video, all of those things, you can set up groups, all of the things that now I couldn't probably live without WhatsApp or, or the WhatsApp equivalent. Yet it still took me four years to pick it up. It took some of my friends eight or nine years to pick it up. And this is talking about the inertia of downloading an app or maybe spending 50p, right? To try something that now you think, how can I do without it, okay? And now you take that as a sort of inertia and you apply it to the housing market and you're saying, hold on, people have got to take the jump to say, I'm going to build something where I have a say in it. It's going to take years and years before this becomes embedded in the UK, it's already fully embedded and completely normal in the rest of the world. And that's the point. That's like the interesting hook almost, isn't it? Because, you know, I like talk about my experience with Anna and her family living in a custom self-built home. And she always says to me, what is with British people's mentality towards houses? And I always say, what? is your problem and she she, <laughs> she she can't get her head around it a like the way we're all desperate to get on the the ladder b how we build she finds crazy in terms of like the just same stock constantly over and over again so i think that part of changing the the mindset and the mentality will be using that as a hook like, this is not how other countries do it we've just ended up in this spot but also the help to build as a option in the same way like help to buy everyone knows about that if help to build becomes a thing and then there becomes ways to roll these out with brilliant businesses and people like you Gus and I think I'm quite optimistic about it to be honest with you in a way I wasn't at the start of this conversation I thought oh it might be this little niche thing that is nice but is it attainable now sadly we are almost at the end of the show I feel like we could talk for hours on end here because I haven't asked you any of the questions really that I wanted to but that's cool shows that it's been a good chat one question, one final question. If somebody listening, or me, because I, I, th this idea is really resonating with me, what would your advice be to somebody who is thinking about buying a new home or is thinking about self-build now listening to this and thinking, oh, that sounds really interesting. What advice would you give to them? So first of all, um, get your finance together. It's always key find out what you can build what you know and, and what you can afford and then try and work out about land you know do you want to basically buy a plot without planning and go it yourself self-build route or do you want to effectively jump start the process and go with a custom builder who's already got the plan got the land got the planning and you can kind of buy a service plot 
or you maybe want to jump start the process even further and you effectively buy a shell where a lot of the building is done but it still leaves you with the you know with the with with all the interior ability to to imprint on it exactly so uh, i think that's the first thing and it depends how much time you have and how much time you want to dedicate to it and your attitude to risk ultimately because you know unfortunately this is hugely rewarding I mean, you know, I can't tell you how brilliant it is. And, and, and I think there was a recent survey that put, you know, in high, high double digits, you know, 70, 80, 90 percent of people that have done a self-build would recommend it to others and say how brilliant it was. But it A, can take a long time and B, can be risky. So it's high reward. Yeah, so with, with reward comes risk. right? Absolutely. So and this is where it comes back to my original point about self-build and custom build is that the, le- the less risk you want, the more you should be moving towards custom build. The more risk you're prepared to take on, the more time it might take. Don't think of risk necessarily as in cost, but also in time. Okay, because, you know, as I said, you know, on that self before and people doing their own house, that was 10 years on. Right. Whereas a custom build, you can pick up a shell. We just sold a shell and people had moved in within four months. Okay, so that's the different time scale. So, you know, what's your attitude to risk and time? Excellent. Well, You've really sold the concept. The concept maybe I didn't need to be sold, but you've allowed me to picture practically how it could work. So I thank you very much for that, Gus, and thank you for coming on the show. I will be putting um, Gus's details, Unbox Homes details on the podcast description if you if you want a custom or self-built home i think we know who the man is um, and all that left to be said gus is thanks so much for coming on the show well th- and thank you very much and and, and I, I look forward to hearing more of your podcasts as they come on stream as well lovely mate you're too kind i will speak to you soon have a good day enjoy walking the dog thank you <laughs> take care mate Bye bye.